Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reese. And so, what's going up, y'all? Uh, let's see. Um, I feel like this, uh, I feel like I've had the busiest weekend this weekend. Uh, this past week, we celebrated Juneteenth, and the level of blackness just everywhere was just pure dopeness to me. Um, I hope we can keep this same energy and same love for each other and support. Um, it's been really cool. I think for me, honestly, like I've always tried to, you know, support black and, um, shop black for the most part. A lot of my, um, I'm a t-shirt type of person. So a lot of my t-shirts that I wear are all, uh, black owned businesses that I get them from and things like that. But I, um, have been trying to go around town and just, uh, support more black businesses. So I've been trying to, uh, hit up food trucks and just, you know, uh, little places like that, that just, that I probably wouldn't have before, um, or probably haven't paid much attention to. Um, so I've been doing that every week and that's been kind of cool. And, um, yeah, so I just hope that, um, you know, we can keep that same energy. Uh, uh, so this week, this is going to be an all hot topics episode. I haven't had hot topics in three weeks. Um, you know, cause I kind of been talking about, things going on. So today I just wanted to keep things light, um, have a somewhat quick episode so we can just sit and kind of talk and catch up on some of the, the things that's going on. Some serious, some light, some TV talk. So let's just jump into uh, motivational Monday for a motivational Monday. I just have a quote and it is, you are your only limit. Um, I like this when I saw this because I tell people all the time, the only thing that's stopping you from doing anything that you want to do or your dreams, or if you have goals is yourself. So, you know, if you speak, um, it over your life and just say that you can do this and speak positively, um, then you probably accomplish anything that you set your mind to. So just keep that in mind with us going, you know, pretty much we're about to be in July. So we're pretty much halfway through the year, even though this has been, by far the craziest fucking year. Um, I don't even know what to think about this year to be completely honest with you, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And so we're still trying to push forward and just, uh, salvage what's rest of the year as best as we can. Um, all right. So let's just jump into black excellence. All right. So when I tell you, um, this past weekend, I've been in music heaven. So my black excellence this week goes to all the new music that we've gotten this week. Uh, we got, uh, Tiana Taylor CD, the album, which is amazing. I love it. I'm actually a big fan of Tiana Taylor. Uh, I think she's super talented, uh, dual threat with her dancing and singing. So I was really excited about her CD and I've been waiting for her CD too. And then I didn't even know Wale was coming out with the EP. So that dropped on Friday as well. And then we got a surprise song that night from Beyonce, uh, Black Parade. And so I've been bumping that all weekend. So it's just good to see so many people still just being artistic, creative, and, you know, giving us some things to be excited about. So I'm definitely uh, excited for those albums and, you know, Beyonce single. And so uh, that's my Black Excellence for this week. All right. So this week is just going to be all hot topics. We're going to cover a little bit of stuff. I wanted to acknowledge too that because I haven't done it yet, that June is Pride Month. So this month I wanted to read um, and support a few uh, LGBTQIA books. Um, So I wanted to highlight some that I actually enjoyed. The first one was a memoir by George Johnson called All Boys Aren't Blue. My favorite type of books is a memoir. So I actually really enjoyed this book. I read it. It was a really easy read. I read it about 
um, in about two days. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I couldn't put it down. I was up late at night reading it. Um, it was uh, very honest. And I think sometimes when you read memoirs, even though it's about people lives, sometimes people, you know, don't want to put everything in there. And I think he did a good job just being, you know, pretty honest about his life and his journey. So I actually enjoyed that. The book that I'm currently reading right now is The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Um, I'm actually enjoying that book as well. Uh, it, that one is, um, it's a novel, but it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, basically the premise of the book is you have two twins and they kind of go their separate ways and they're, they're black twins and one, um, but they can pass for their very, uh, they're very like kind of like high yellow so they can pass for white if they wanted to. And so one of the twins does decide to pass for white. And so she ends up getting married and, and, um, living her life as a white woman while the other one, you know, lives as a black woman. So, um, it's kind of talking about, um, just, I haven't finished it yet. So I don't know how it ends. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's kind of like their journey and just, I guess if they're going to ever interweave back, um, but, uh, yeah, but I'm enjoying that book and that's what I'm currently reading right now. Uh, so I wanted to just, you know, highlight some, some books in case you guys wanted to check those out. All right. So let's just jump into, um, the hot topics. So I'm going to try to keep it for the most part, pretty light, um, and just go over a few things. I did want to talk about one thing that's really actually just kind of been on my spirit. Um, and it's, I've been somewhat following it, um, all week. Um, this is about, um, you know, rape and death. So it, I don't want this to be triggering for anybody. So I just want to just, you know, give a disclaimer in case that it is. Um, I'm going to try to make it as PG as possible because when I actually read some of the details, um, it was pretty graphic and it was pretty disturbing. And so, um, and it was really sad. So, um, just want to keep that in mind. So last week, um, and I'm not sure if I'm going to say her name right. There was a Black Lives Matter activist in Florida named Toyin Salou. I think she was 19 years old. So when I first saw this story, she was talking about, uh, basically they were talking about how she had sent out a tweet talking about how she was sexually assaulted. And, um, and then next thing you know, she just ended up missing. And no one had seen her. So then maybe about seven days later, seven, eight days later, uh, she was found, um, I think like in a field, they recovered her body and she was found dead. Um, and so then, you know, no one really knew what to think. And I didn't really know what to think when they were saying like how, you know, she was missing and, um, and things like that, because she had been at the protest recently, you know? And so people wasn't sure if this is in connection to, um, the protest, you know, what she targeted and things like that. And so that's what kind of like caught my attention to it, you know? Um, so then, uh, then for her to end up, you know, being, um, found dead, I was just like, wow, you know? And, uh, it's, it's a scary thing and it's a scary thing just being, you know, a black woman when you see something like that, because, you know, um, I, I wished it was more just protections there, you know, as far as like, and people just caring about, you know, um, not taking things from women, you know? Um, so I found it to be, you know, really sad when I saw the story. So then last night, um, they ended up arresting the guy that, uh, he came out and um, admitted that he, um, killed her and, uh, someone else. I think the lady was, uh, 75, I think. Um, so it was two women together. And so this is the part that may be a little graphic, but I'm gonna try to keep it as, um, 
I don't want to go too far in detail about what exactly happened, but um, when they arrested him, he gave a detail about what happened to her. Um, it was really, when I read it, uh, it really brought me to tears. Um, he talked about how basically he held her hostage in his house and he basically uh, had her tied up in a room where he raped her for days. Um, he did allow her to come out to eat and like maybe I guess take a shower but that was pretty much it and then I guess when he was trying to figure out what to do with her he said that he tied her up in a way to where she was going to hopefully just die and so when he came back in one day into the room um, she was dead and that's when he got rid of her body but he um, had raped and tortured her for um, five or six days before that and then the other lady, they found her dead inside of his house. And apparently uh, she was all over a bloody bed. So apparently he had tortured her as well um, and killed her as well. So they did, um, you know, arrest him for murder. But, um, you know, when I, when, I, when I was reading this um, and just the level of details that he gave in regards to, because I'm only giving you a condensed version of what he even said in regards to what all he, what all he was doing. Um you know, it was just so sad and it just made me just want to, you know, hug onto my family a little bit more and things like that. And like, you know, I'm probably the most scariest person in the world. And it's because of things like this when like, you know, um, you can just be basically damn near abducted off the street and be treated like that. It's just the worst thing for me. And it's actually one of my biggest fears to ever happen to any of, to, to me or any of my loved ones. And so, um, that really just, um, it, it touched me, but it was just so, 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 so sad. And so, you know, I've definitely been praying for her and her family and all those that was affected for, by her death. But, um, that one was something that really was just gut wrenching for me when I saw that, because I just think that, um, you know, it's just really horrible. So I wanted to just take a few moments just to kind of talk about her story. Um, because she was so young and it's just, you know, so sad, um, that something like that could have happened. So, um, definitely wanted to, uh, you know, just give my condolences to the family. Cause, um, I know that has to be tough what they're experiencing in regards to that. All right. So another thing that we saw this week, um, was the Supreme court. It ruled that workers cannot be fired for being gay or transgender. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. When I saw this, I was actually surprised because I feel like nowadays when it comes to like anything, I feel like it, it's just been like disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. So for something positive to actually happen, I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I think it's sad and odd that in 2020, we still have to, um, you know, worry about things like that. Um, I don't get why we can't live in a world where people can just be free and just be able to live their truth. Um, whether it's, you know, sexual identity gender identity, whatever it is. Like, I feel like people should be able to live the way they want to live, um, and be happy, you know? And I don't think that however way you identify makes anyone any better than anybody else. I truly don't think that. Uh, so that was a good win for the, for the week that I saw. All right. So now we're just going to get into just some, um, I think for the rest of the time, we just got some celebrity news. So it's nothing really major left that I have going on. All right, so another thing that happened over the weekend, y'all, I think we all saw it. 
D.L. Hughley was performing in, um, in Nashville, I want to say. Now, what's crazy is I talked to one of my sorority sisters who lives in Tennessee, and she was telling me how, like, you know, how we had lockdown in North Carolina and all that, how in Tennessee, like, they really didn't have lockdown, and so they pretty much been functioning as normal. I think the gyms are still open, like, everything is pretty much open. So I guess D.L. Hughley was kind of still just doing, you know, his every his every day and just doing his own thing. Okay, so he still was touring. So he was up on stage and it was actually really fucking scary. If you actually see the, I don't know if if you guys have seen the video, but it's out there of him performing and he literally just passed the fuck out like cold. And, um, I think like his manager ended up like catching him or whatever. But so then when he go to the hospital, he, they said that he was exhausted and he had dehydration and all that. And then they ended up testing him for COVID, even though like he didn't have any signs for COVID, but I think they just automatically was like, let's just give him a test. So come to find out he did actually have COVID. So he was saying, so he put up a video thanking everybody for, um, you know, all the well wishes and all of that. And basically that he was one of the people that just didn't have any symptoms. So he hasn't had a cough. He has, he doesn't have a fever. He doesn't have like anything that's associated with it. And he actually was, um, you know, walking around with it. And so this is what I'm going to say, because D.L. Hughley, even though like, obviously he didn't have any symptoms and I'm sure he felt like he was okay. Um, you know, he's, I think in his fifties, he has diabetes, like in my opinion, you know, and a lot of people do not agree with me. Like I, I know, I know from, with my family, I probably get on their nerves because I'm like, put on your mask and everything else, even though like, I don't personally really fucking know whether or not the mask is necessary or if it's not necessary, or if you, if you're going to catch it, you're just going to catch it regardless. Or if, you know, like some people just feel like that this is just no more than just a flu, but I personally don't feel that way. Right. And I just feel like if, if it's something that you can do something as simple as putting on a mask, right. And it doesn't really matter. It's just a fucking mask where like I go to the grocery store, I put my mask on and go to the grocery store. When I, right when I leave the grocery store and go back, you know, go back out into the world, like go into my car where I'm not around people, I take my mask off, right? I just carry my mask in my car or carry, you know, like in my bag or whatever. And it's not a big deal. Like when I'm walking around my neighborhood and it's just me or I go out for a run, I don't wear my mask because I'm just by myself. When I see people say running towards me or something like that, we all have pretty much been social distancing. So they'll run to the other side or I'll run to the other side. And then, you know, no one's really around each other. You see what I'm saying? And so, um, but times that I go into a space where it's tight quarters with people, I wear a mask and I don't see anything wrong with it. And I don't have a problem doing it to completely be completely honest. Like it doesn't bother me to do it. I don't get why people are so offended for having to fucking do it. Like in California, it's mandatory. Now, if you go outside, period, you got to have a fucking mask on because these cases are going up. People still are getting sick. I don't think it's worth it. And for me, like I have a kid, I have a family, you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't want to fucking go out and just because I feel like I'm okay and I have no symptoms, bring something home. Right. Just because I don't want to wear, don't want to wear a mask. And I don't personally see what's wrong with it. Like I love going to a winery or brewery and hanging out. Like it's my favorite thing to do. You know, my life, just like everybody else's life has been altered you know, all of my vacations have been canceled for the year. And even though people are out and like, kind of like starting to go back into the world, like we just ended up just canceling all our shit because it's not worth it. It's just not worth it to rush out and just, you know, cause next year, I feel like next year we can have normalcy again. But I think that, you know, when it comes to DL Hughley case and, and you're still touring 
and you're out with all these people one you know the fact that you did test for COVID like he put all those people that might be in that front row or something like that or even what if they did meet and greets like I don't know but you could have put all those people at risk that was in there who knows how many people he's been in contact with throughout all of this like in direct contact with and so it's like yeah you put all these people at risk and and, and they put themselves at risk too and I don't personally think it's worth it I think that we should be taking it more serious until you start seeing decreases right because where I live in North Carolina, we have not seen a fucking plateau and we have not seen a fucking decrease. We actually are still seeing increases and we are in about to be in phase three of reopening where gyms and shit like that reopen. So I've been trying to make it make sense me personally, but I feel like when it comes to me, I'm not in a rush, even though like, you know, I do miss being social and doing certain things, but I'm not in a rush until this shit is completely safe. And right now I don't think this shit is completely safe. And I think People are still getting it. And I think people are walking around that don't have symptoms that have it and don't even realize. And that's what made COVID so kind of like tricky and kind of fucking scary. Me personally. Um, So, you know, if I had any messaging when it came to that, just wear a fucking mask. It's not that serious, right? All right. So the next thing I want to talk about, now this is actually kind of an old issue, but... uh, well, not really. I mean, this is all kind of happening over the past like week and a half. So I think two weeks ago, B. Simone, she was talking to Nick Cannon and she was talking about, um, now let me go back in case you don't know who B. Simone is. So B. Simone is like a self-made kind of like, a, uh, what would I call her? I guess like an influencer in a sense. She's a comedian. Um, she's on Wild and Out. But she basically like worked her way up. I think she started on like doing um, like Facebook uh, videos and like Instagram videos and things like that to where she is now. So, um, so, okay. So she went on an interview and she said how basically she, she's single, but if she dated somebody, she has to date somebody that basically is an entrepreneur like, like her and kind of like on her same grind because sometimes she gets up and she's sending emails at three in the morning and she want to be able to just get up and go and things like that. And she want basically her boyfriend to kind of have the same get up and go type thing, not where he's working a nine to five type job. All right. So why does she say that y'all? So after that, you know, social media just went fucking crazy. Now let me pause and say this. I fucking hate cancel culture, right? I fucking hate it. Now, when it comes to some legitimate shit, like canceling R Kelly, Cancer R. Kelly was valid because he's a fucking pedophile and that's disgusting, right? And I mean, I just feel like I don't think you should be in support of that shit. So if you want to cancel him, well, yeah, I think you could. I think I think anybody, you know, a grown man having sex with 13 and 14 year olds, um, we probably should cancel them, right? Um, but I feel like this is the thing. And I have this conversation all the time with my kid because I I am serious about this when it comes to this. I think that in this, in this world and today, in today's world, like we, I don't personally do this, but I'm going to say we, um, I think sometimes we, you know, fall into where we, um, we idolize these celebrities like they're gods, right? And we put them on so much of a pedestal. Like it's a lot of people that I really, really, really love, but I also am wise enough and smart enough to know that like these people are fucking human. And just because they're celebrities and things like that doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. They're fucking human, just like I am, right? 
human is from the standpoint of they have their own opinions. They have their own thought processes. Some of these people aren't that fucking smart. I'm going to throw that out there. Some of them are, but some of them aren't. So I never understand when people get so in their feelings about shit that people say or when they voice their opinions about stuff and they automatically want to cancel somebody because I'm like, but we're all human and we all have our own, you know, thought processes. And it could be things that we might be thinking about wrong, right? That in time we might think about it differently. Like I'm 35 in a few months, I'm about to be 36. If you would have asked me some shit on certain subjects when I was 21, 22, 23, like I, I know I can sense say I was completely ignorant on a lot of things. Right. Um, and so I, I needed more life experiences, you know, and, uh, and really, um, yeah, just growth to where like, I, I think about things completely different, but if you would have asked me something, then like, I probably would have sound ignorant on a lot of stuff. Cause I probably did. But I mean, if I was a celebrity, like you would have fucking canceled me on some shit that I'm still a kid just talking about. Right. So I never understand when people, when a celebrity like makes comments or things like that, and that might be their truth and it might be their truth at the moment, but that don't mean that maybe this might could be a growing experience or things like that, or just something that you can kind of grow from. Like I do, like, I don't fit. I hate that we have censorship where you have to think about what you say, but unfortunately, like you have to think about what you say. Like I do this podcast every single week and I'm not even like this major star, but at the same time, like I do put thought in the fact of like, I don't want to be offensive to somebody or, you know, um, situations and things like that, because I wouldn't want somebody to be fucking offensive to me. So I try to put, um, just thought into it. So you can, I just feel like you can say things that you want to say without offending people. Right. All right. So when she made the nine, when B. B. Simone made the nine to five comment, everybody's like, well, I don't see the big deal. In theory, I understood what she was trying to say, right? To a certain degree. But I think the issue is that she only really been like really booming the like the past like two years. And the fact that like you were just one of those people, I think because her story is like kind of like a rag to riches type story where you grind and grind and grind and grind and grind and work and work and work and work and work and work. So you were working a nine to five. And so like it, it almost, I think people took it to where when you were making comments like that, even though this is just her opinion on what she prefer, but it almost was like, you're looking down on people to have a nine to five, but you just kind of came from a situation where you're working nine to five. Then also, do you know what I mean? People quote unquote work a nine to five that, that, you know, have really amazing good jobs. Like working a nine to five doesn't necessarily mean that you're working like at McDonald's. You know, like, you know, I'm salary and I, and I work, you know, from seven to three thirty in the afternoon. Right. And so that would be, you know, technically a, a nine to five, like, you know, so you have lawyers and doctors that technically are working nine to fives when they go in for their shift. So I think people were kind of like offended because they were like, well, what the fuck is she saying? And plus, like, it almost was like she was dismissing, quote unquote, the majority of people in this world because everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. And that's really the truth. You know, um, I'm a creative and I enjoy everything that I do, but that doesn't mean that the person I'm with wants to be a creative. Right. And so I can't have that same expectation unless I just go out looking for a, a creative, you know, like me. And so I feel like that's what she was trying to say, but it would just was, I thought it was kind of tone deaf considering 
most of the people that support her and most of the people that are like her biggest fans are the people that look up to her rag to riches story. And so I think that's why people are so like upset. Do I think this is enough to cancel her? I don't. Um, but do I think this started the wheel of it? Yes, because now you done brought shit, you done brought, you know, attention to yourself, right? So then that rolls into the next week. And so B. Simone just had a book come out. Uh, it was kind of like a, uh, like a, kind of like a mindfulness journey, a journal, like a, um, where it was just like, you know, motivational stuff and things like that, like different little, um, uh, different little, God, I can't even think what I'm trying to say, uh, different little, um, like exercises that you can do or whatever towards like positivity or, uh, self-love and things like that. Right. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's some, it's some shit that I would love to do. Right. This is, you know, I do this in my mindfulness journey journal, uh, that I, when I was looking through it. So, okay. So people were like, you know, talking about how they're enjoying their book and blah, 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 and posting the pictures of some of the inserts, the exercises and stuff. Well, then it comes out that, um, basically majority of the book, as far as the exercise and things like that, were actually taken like from, um, bloggers, like kind of like off Pinterest or whatever. And so they were plagiarized. So then that led into a whole like speculation and, you know, you know, uh, apparently the book has been like, um, taken off the shelves now and they're trying to work through it and things like that. And I think it was just really fucked up timing for her because she did all of that talking about like all this shit going on. And she did all that talking about like how, you know, um, you know, she's putting out her best work and blah, blah, blah. And how much of the creative process it took for her to do this book and all of that. And I mean, this book is like really, really, really plagiarized. And I've never written a book. I don't know what the fuck it takes, but it's no way in the world that your team did not know that this stuff is like verbatim taken from somebody else so it was really really you know kind of um not kind of but it was really really fucked up so she actually uh got online and issued an apology um I thought the apology was kind of whack but I'm gonna play the apology so we can hear what she said transparent honest throughout my whole career and this moment isn't any different I want to make a quick short video and address all of the accusations surrounding my book but because it is now a legal matter I can only say so much but I wouldn't be me and I wouldn't feel right if I didn't say anything at all so that's what I'm doing I had a vision to create a book for young women to change their mindset and to manifest because that is how I feel like I became successful in life that is my truth that's what I know about so that's what I wanted to teach young women manifestation I wanted to tell them my story right I've never written a book I've never been an author. So as an influencer, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, me and my team outsourced. We hired a team that we trusted, that we thought could bring my vision to life. And they did a lot of things without my knowledge, a lot of things without my knowledge. And I am here to fix it. I'm here to fix it. I've reached out to every creative involved, every female involved to fix this issue. And even though I feel like the people I hired in my team dropped the ball, I'm taking full accountability because at the end of the day, I'm the leader. I'm the CEO. I'm the coach. So, you know, it's my brand. I take full accountability even though I did not know. I'm here to fix it. 
I'm here to speak about it. I'm not going to run from this. I'm going to face it head on. Um, you know, I'm learning. I'm growing every single day. Every single day. My business mind, it, it, it's growing every day. The way I do business is growing every day. This is, I take this as a learning experience, you know. The books have been taken down. We're stopping all sales until this matter is black and white. Clear as day. I don't want any gray area. Um, and I thank y'all for rocking with me. I thank y'all for supporting me. Once again, I take full accountability, even though I did not know. Because why? I am the face of the brand. I am the brand. I am the coach. Even if the player fucks up, I'm the coach. All right. So this is what she said. Um, and this is her apology in regards to all the things that's going on. So what I didn't like about it was like, one, if you would have watched her actually say this stuff, it just didn't really seem very genuine. It was kind of weird because she did apologize for uh, the the plagiarism, the plagiarism, but not really because she's like, I'm, I mean, I can take ownership for it, but I didn't know. Well, I just don't see how you don't know. Um, I don't see how this didn't go through something. I mean, I know when I was in college and, you know, I had to turn in a fucking paper or something like that. Like, you know, our teachers had like, I think it was called like, um, turn it in or whatever. And like, they literally run your paper through a machine to make sure there was nothing in there that was plagiarized. So, so I, and, and this is a smaller level than like you going through a publication and like a, and like a service or whatever, and having like a legal team editors and all that shit that you got to go through to come out with a book and then you just come out with it and you had no idea that the whole fucking book basically was plagiarized i don't know but i think what fucked her up on top of that was the fact that she just was talking about you know nine to fivers and all that stuff and you know now she has to eat this humble pie because coming back and, and you know having a plagiarized book and all that shit like it, it, it gotta be you know humbling in some kind of capacity um to have to come back and be like yo yeah we fucked that up because before this book came out she was really talking about how this was like her heart and soul so i i don't know it's kind of confusing because you said you like put your whole heart into this and it's plagiarized so i don't know but all right but i hope that you know works out for her. um all right, so my next uh, set of um, hot topics is just going to be just some some TV news. So Matthew Sherry from Hair Love, I talked about him a few episodes ago. Um, he was the Oscar winner for Hair Love. Let me throw that in there. Well, he signed the multi-year first look deal with Warner, Warner Brothers TV um, for whom he will create, develop, and produce new material. Um, I follow him on Twitter. He's so positive and he's so dope. I love hair love personally. I hope that, um, you know, one day if I was able to have a kid, uh, you know, that's something that I will watch with my kid, um, because I thought it was really adorable and just, you know, um, having an, you know, representation on screen that kids can look at that look like them and have little, you know, natural hair like them. I, I loved it. So, um, I thought this was really dope. Um, I'm can't wait to see what comes out of this deal and wh what all he, uh, you know, develops. I think he's super talented. So also in TV news, um, they confirmed over the weekend that Jamie Foxx is playing Mike Tyson in a biopic. I think Jamie Foxx is going to completely body this shit completely because we, we've seen him do a couple of things. He was phenomenal in fucking Ray. Um, and so I think the, seeing the story of Mike Tyson is going to be intriguing because we've never really seen the in-depth of 
everything that happened and a lot of things that happened with Mike Tyson when he was like the height of his career and all that. I was young. So I can't wait to actually see like the story and the behind the scenes and, uh, you know, things like that, that we're going to find out from this movie. Um, Jamie Foxx is going to kill it though. So I think, uh, I don't know anybody else that could have done it except for Jamie Foxx. When I said think about it, I kept trying to think about who else could have played him. And I'm like, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think Jamie Foxx is going to buy this role. So who knows when we're going to see it? You know, I, I literally the other day, and this is off topic, y'all, I'm sorry, but I'm at the event. I was just like, you know, Hollywood is like completely fucking shut down right now. Like, I don't even know when things is going to get back to normal. Um, I just finished watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. If you follow me on Twitter, you see me talking about it because I think it's so cute and it's just so funny. And it's like basically like this girl, like she can hear people's thoughts and they basically uh, talk about their thoughts through music. And when you just look at like the choreography and like how many moving pieces is involved, like when they're going to film a season two, I have no idea because it's so many people that they use on set for that show. And just when you say and think about a lot of shows that you enjoy, it's like, I think a lot of shit is going to be pushed probably to 2021. It's, I just think it's just going to be, you know, just really slow getting back into the swing of things, you know, with COVID and everything. So just kind of crazy when you say and think about it, you know, I, I find myself thinking about it all the time, like insecure finish and everybody's like, well, when the five going to come out? I'm like, hey, brother, I haven't even started sh- shooting that shit. And right now, like, they're probably not going to start shooting it probably until 2021. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I personally really wouldn't doubt it. So I think we're going to be waiting a long time to get our shows back. That's what I really think. So let's just try to keep the faith y'all. But, um, let's see. I think my last hot topic was, uh, over the weekend, Raven Simone, she had a surprise wedding where she married Miranda Pyramid Mayday. So I wanted to end this on a positive note and give congratulations. I didn't even know Raven was dating, but I don't, I don't knock it, you know, I try to, even though like I have this platform and I talk about, you know, my family and my personal life all the time on here, um, as far as like my personal, you know, uh, social medias and things like that. Like, you know, I just kind of, I post what's important, you know, I might post my family every now and then, but, um, I'm just not one of those people that post your whole life on social media. So I don't, I don't blame when celebrities don't do it. Cause I mean, they're even more of a higher status than I am. So I think some things you want to keep sacred to yourself and I don't knock it, but I was surprised to see it, that she got married, but I was happy to see it as well. And I'm just glad that she's able to live her truth and that she found someone to share her life with. I love Raven Simone. So, um, yeah, I was excited to see that. And, uh, that's pretty much all I have this week for, um, hot topics. Uh, this is pretty much a quick one. Next week, I think I'm probably going to have a co-host, I think, and we'll probably go over some stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I thank you guys. Um, honestly, my last couple episodes have gotten so much uh, great feedback. Uh, I'm really, really excited about it, and I'm glad that you guys are tuning in and listening. Uh, don't forget to follow me on social media. Uh, my Twitter is at IJMT Podcast. My um Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You also can see those handles in my um in my episode notes. So please follow, please follow, please follow. And also um like, follow, subscribe to episodes, y'all. And uh so that way you can get notifications for the new episodes. And you know, let's continue to support the show. And I appreciate y'all so much for tuning in every week. Um, you know, this is something that's been a dream of mine. Next week would be my one year episode. 
So I'm excited to do that. I can't believe that I've been doing this for a year, but I have. And I'm glad that you guys have rode with me all this time and supported me all this time. I know at the beginning it was a little rough, um, but you know, the show is just getting better and better. And I'm really excited about that. So I thank you so much for listening today. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.